the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely the opinions of the podcasters themselves and not of any other person watching, tending, or even listening to the sound of my voice right now. So if you have an opinion that is not being expressed correctly, you, I don't know why we even put that up there. Any who's because we'll probably get sued for something. Did you just burp live I, I, on the I, thingy? I did. I did. That's nasty, bruh. Any who's guys, good morning. Welcome to Self Evident Podcast. You got your boy Massey, you got your boy Mike. Yo. And you know, the best thing about Friday mornings is us. <laughs> <laughs> it's us. You just can't deny it. You can't. The Lord, right? Duh. I mean, come on. You're if you're Christian, you know that. If you're not, it's us <laughs> and the Lord. This is going nowhere. I it's don't like, know where you're going because like, I'm. Like, it's like the Hindenburg. It's going down. I, I'm trying to catch up to everybody, and I'm half <laughs> listening to you. So you do what you need to do, bro. So guys, we're getting comments like crazy on YouTube right yeah, now. Yeah, people love us. The last like nine videos have been kind of hitting that we've been putting out, and, and and we're getting the the. Here's what I will say: we're getting silence from Christians. No one's responding yeah. to these comments. Go ahead. Go do your rant before we get into the killing of babies by Margaret. Somebody grab some popcorn. <laughs> yeah, grab popcorn. Um, and if you're about to get offended, just take her easy. Just relax. I I find it interesting how quickly and how easily liberals, left, Democrat, progressives, non-Christians, whoever, are willing to put out their opinion, their position. Yes. And it happens that see these these cuts that we make, these slide uh slides, these reels or shorts or whatever, they're 30 seconds. So how do you build full context? You can't really. But of course, you got to make them to snap and get some attention. So we do that and then people come out of the woodwork, which is fine. We've always said, look, We'll, we'll gladly have the argument, have the debate. Of course. It's the insults that annoy me. So you'll notice uh, we, we, <laughs> we get a little saucy when stupid insults just pop up. You know? Shalid's comment is, what? oh, H-E double hockey sticks. No, I'll comment. There we go. <laughs> so yes. Thank you. That's exactly where I'm getting. If you go to our YouTube and you check our shorts feeds, absolutely please get involved in the comments, right? Like normally we talk about, look, don't get into Facebook arguments, all of that. But at the same time, it's kind of like Proverbs. Proverbs is like, don't answer a fool, you know, lest you think he's wise. But it's fun. But at the same time, <laughs> sometimes you have to answer a fool. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know why though? Because people, since they don't know, they'll, they'll be led astray by those comments. We've got right. to respond in some sense. We just don't respond in kind. We don't respond with foolish tactics. Like, if we get told something that's like bold face slap in the face, I try not to respond with a slap unless, unless it requires a shutdown. That's all, you know? Yeah. So we need to do that for, but guys, when you see our stuff on YouTube or Facebook and people are commenting, comment on it. You may not know everything, but that's how you learn is by getting in the fight and commenting on it. You know what I mean? So that's why you got to get involved. And guys, again, Get on here, love this post or like this post or hate this post. I don't care. Share <laughs> we this love post. you. Share this post right now. Share this video right now because today we're talking about the killing of babies. And the reason why is because I was just on Planned Parenthood's website and the way they twist this woman to look like a saint 
you would think that she was up there with the founding fathers. She wasn't really a racist. She was when she went to the KKK stuff. It wasn't really that she didn't say that she wanted to exterminate the Negro population. This is what she really meant by that statement, which literally states that. And you can see what they're trying to do is they're calling evil for good, good, evil. We all know that. But again, as the last two podcasts were stated, that's the world. That's what they do. Christian needs to be informed on what this is. The fact that Margaret is being heralded as a person of birth control while simultaneously justifying the slaughter of babies shows you the, the, the spiritual weight of what she was doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let's say she wasn't a racist. Let's just go with that for a minute. Let's say she wasn't a racist. Let's say she didn't want to exterminate races and call them weeds and all that stuff. Let's just say she didn't want to do that. The fact that she's duped so many into killing life that that alone right there. So get rid of the racism stuff for a minute. She's duped the masses, including Christians, churches, pastors, into promoting this as the as a, as a good thing. When God ordains life, not man, who are we to stop life when God ordains it? Well, they had premarital sex again. God said, "Don't don't have fornic- don't commit fornication, don't have sex before marriage." Right? That's old and antiquated. No, it's actually right. If we weren't doing that, we wouldn't have to have abortions. Don't like rape and incest, right? God says don't. And when rape happens, there's a reason the the punishment of rape was so severe, right? There's a reason all these things have laws. So when we're talking about this today, I want you guys to really sit back, think, and start to arm yourselves with the knowledge that we're giving today so that you can go out there and fight the same fight. Now, there's many organizations out there that we want to give thumbs ups to. We got Karenette over here and Stuart. Sam Chess's wife, her name escapes me, Sue Chess. Sue Chess runs that whole, her, her husband's a pastor here in Port St. Lucie. Guys, we need to get behind these organizations. We don't just need to go out and protest Planned Parenthood. We need to get involved <clears throat> with these women who are having babies who don't know what to do, right? And maybe we have the answer. Maybe we can uh, help as a church or help as a, as a community, right? So there's so many organizations out there that we can help and we should get involved in. And encourage people to adopt. Like, let's, let's go ahead and go to that line. Um, there are plenty of families that are out there that wait for years to be able to adopt a child. So if you know somebody who, especially young teenage mothers, if they're questioning, oh, do I do this? Do I not encourage adoption, promote adoption, whether it's on your Facebook, on your YouTube, whatever, when you're talking to people, encourage and promote adoption, because maybe it's something where a mother is thinking, I, I've just got to get an abortion. But she comes across an adoption page and goes, well, maybe I could do that. Let's be active in how we're doing this, because if we're actually passionate, and we actually care. Well, maybe we should do something about it. You know, um, are we ready to get into it? You guys ready to get into it? Hey, by the way, we like you guys. We love you guys. We're so thankful for you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All that aside, share the video. We're being selfish right now. You just, like do it. What are you what are you waiting for now? Huh? We got things to do here. I like you. So start to share. I don't just see you as a number. <laughs> Buy a shirt we or care. something. I don't see you as Donate a Donate to our ministry. We don't use you. We, we need your help. You're not here for my <laughs> bank Sorry, account. Oh, my gosh. You guys, <laughs> you just got to keep praying for self-evident because self-evident is doing some really cool things behind the scenes. The stuff we're doing with church, with, with Revive right now, is helping us build a, a – a, um, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag, but it's helping us build a system – of action, a system of action, a strike force, if you will, a team that 
you the pastor doesn't even have to do anything that the people in your church are already willing to go and you can change your school boards you can change your county and city governments we can do this locally and win the day and so already we're developing a system with our pastor's blessing and his backing and uh self-evident is 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 on the front here Mm -hmm. where we can go from church to church and church and say pastor don't be afraid your people want to do this let them do it all you have to do is say yes let them go do it and they'll report to you and they'll make sure they're not going to do anything stupid and we will train you we will teach you how to speak in front of city and county councils so guys there's so much going on on top of other things and the people we're meeting right now and the cool things that are happening keep praying for this ministry we need to stay on the for- on the front not us i'm saying the the spirit of god needs to stay on the front we're just people man and so i'm i'm so grateful for you and your support and all that you've been helping us do now let's get into it. Kill the babies. Wow. <laughs> I want that five second Thanks. short. I want that five second short. We love you. Let's get into it. Kill the babies. <clears throat> Done. All right. So I'm going to read you some stats that we're all going to kind of drop our jaws about. So the current Planned Parenthood organization was founded in 1942. It was on the roots of the birth control organization in 1916 we'll get to the original birth control organization founded by mm, margaret sanger between 1994 and 2020 planned parenthood reported over 7.4 million abortions in fiscal year 2020 they reported 383,460 abortions their total revenue for fiscal year 2020 was 1.7 billion the highest in its history but they still need 500 million from the u.s yeah of course 37 percent of that 633 million came from the u.s taxpayers 633 million of your dollars went to planned parenthood so from 2018 to 2020 planned parenthood committed 198 abortions for every adoption referral now don't get excited Adoption referral only means that the mother took some information. Wow. They didn't even have to follow up. The The worker at Planned Parenthood just had to make a check mark. Yeah, they took some information about adoption. No follow up, no meeting, nothing was required. And who knows if that's even given? Because, right. you know, they hand out those little goodie bags, right? So when you leave, it's in there. You know, mm-hmm. did they even really talk about adoption? Was that even an option? Right. And so, uh, drop it. Oh, from 2009 to 2020. Prenatal services decreased 78%. Good night. So 40,489 down to 8,775. By 2019, government funding and private funding crossed as a share of overall revenue. In other words, government funding crossed over private funding. As Susan B. Anthony List notes, abortions make up 95% of Planned Parenthood's pregnancy resolution services. And oh, by the way, Black babies are aborted at three times the rate of white babies and Hispanic babies 1.5 times more than white babies. They are strategically locating their clinics near college campuses and in impoverished inner city neighborhoods. Guess what? I'll get to a New York stat later about that. But what about the Mexicans? Who's going to scrub our toilets? You remember what what's her name? Oh, it was uh, Osborne. Osborne. Wasn't it Osborne's daughter? Sharon Osborne. Is was that it what Sharon it? No, or Sharon's the daughter, daughter, right? His daughter. It's like, well, uh, who's going to scrub your toilet? Who's going to pick your fly? Like, I, I love that every face on the view went, oh, yeah. Oops. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was her. It wasn't us. First off, you ain't going to get no Mexican to kill their babies, man. That's called a paycheck, dog. You, they got to go out and work like in our culture. Look, you know why you know why Easy E's laughing? Because he's Latin. 
and he understands. When we're living at home, that's a paycheck. <laughs> you give it to your parents until that you move out. It is not yours until you move out. You think we would kill our babies? Nah, man. The true capitalist spirit. Absolutely. We capitalize on this. Communism? Ah, get rid of him. Capitalism? I need you to produce money for me. Dude, seriously, like with with Hispanics, we know the value of life. Now, there are some who are deceived in any race or whatever, but there's a value to us being taught that. I just want to say this. I'm going to go on a tangent for a second because I want to. Go for it. One of the things that I learned growing up in a, in, a, in, a, in a Hispanic family, the old school ethics and ways of living, right? When I was growing up and I had a full-time job by the time I was 16, I've been working since I was like seven though. You know, I'd go in bean fields, pick rocks, whatever. And people would say, child labor laws. I was like, no, daddy taught me how to work. I didn't consider it child labor laws at all. I was like, I wanted to be like my dad. I wanted to work as hard as he did. My dad busted his butt for his family and still does. So daddy taught me the value of hard work. So we go out there. By the time I was 15, I had, I had you know, a couple jobs. 16, I got a full-time job, and all my checks went to my parents. Now, my white friends, my white friends were miffed that I never had any money of my own. But, dude, you, you know. I went I, to the family. I, I'd, I'd go to school from 8 to 3. From 4 to midnight, I'd go work, right? And they were like, you don't have any money of your own. It's like, no, because they raised me so far, and they deserve all the money I get now. When I wanted something like a stereo for my car or whatever, like that, listen to me, Mexican, right? Because <laughs> I wanted the boom booms. <laughs> my dad said, I hate the boom, 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 boom. And I loved that stuff. So I definitely got those things. I definitely got those things. But um, I learned right away what it takes to get a house and a loan. Right. I learned what it takes to buy a car. I learned what it takes to, my dad used to teach me, when you've got to pay bills and you got to buy food, you got to do this, you got to think of this. If you don't have money for this, you got to put this aside. This bill can wait. This bill can't. I mean, he taught me so many things on how to raise a family. If you're ever in a pinch, I learned the value of family. By the time I was 16 years old, I learned how to take care of mom. If anything ever happened to dad, I learned how to take care of my siblings. All that stuff was taught to me as a kid. Can you tell me how many families do that today with their kids? So there's something about this old school mentality that we need. And if we keep killing our babies, how are we going to leave them that kind of a legacy? And one of the reasons I think we, that, that this nation is promoting this Planned Parenthood stuff is because they keep separating the mother and the father by working because we have to work two jobs to get ahead to blah, blah, blah. Well, then no one's there to raise the kids in ethics. No one's there to raise the kids with spirituality and Christianity. No one's there to teach these kids the value of a dollar. Save your money. Why go into debt? All these other things. I didn't know any of that stuff until my dad taught me. You know, and my mom, you know, my mom was pretty good at saving. But, dude, we had it hard. And I think the hard work ethic is not being taught to people anymore. And now kids are just kids. Like, we have them and there are kids. But we, we, are, we have a plan. As soon as we have a kid, by the time he's five, we're going to send him to school. Then they can go there. And then I can work all that time. I just have to hire a nanny for a couple hours. Then they come home. And, you know, we do our dinner, blah, blah, blah. Then we go to church, right? Because we developed a system instead of us being with our kids, teaching our kids the things we need to teach them. Right. Uh, Trin? I'm like whole saving thing like these kids are like at school they don't have any quality time with their actual parents and they're like they don't know anything about saving so they're just like oh i'm just gonna buy freaking a hundred dollars worth of stuff on video games and whatever and they don't actually like know the purpose truth there's spending. and then they're like 15 no and they're like dad can you get me a car yeah there's like and they just expect that because there's there's no value in in the work right uh because they don't recognize the work they don't they don't participate in the work and i think one of the given everything right is we can't hear trinity yeah is your mic muted uh nope 
Well, well, we'll then quit talking out. like yeah. a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that that point remains. Um, it's so so interesting. You were you were saying, and people could say that's the capitalist system. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, okay. I I could see the well. I mean, the uh, separation of the children, oh, right yeah, yeah. from from the parents' oh. workload. Now, I think government schooling has a lot to do with that. Enforced yeah. government schooling, but if you think about way back when you were a farmer what did your family do helped you farm you worked a shop what did your family do helped you work the shop so you raised your kid up working with you all day helping you out doing what you were doing right right right. so there was one of the things that i really lament about modern western society is i don't get enough time with my kid agreed I, I don't get enough time with my family because I'm at the office. I have to drive away from the house. I'm at the office all day. I get home, get about two hours with the family, and then the kids go to bed. Ancient times. Come on, we're going out to the field. Come on, son, we got to go plant crops today. And he's there with me the whole time. Even if he's five years old, he can be picking rocks, right? He can be handing seed to me. I think that's a disservice for ourselves of we've separated out the family and it's um, tearing the family apart. I have apart, to say, you know? I have to say, yes, I have to say, yes. I think, you know, and especially in our society now, everyone, I hope everyone can agree and maybe not, maybe you can challenge me on this, but in society today, everything has to be done now. Mm-hmm. Right. So like even at, even at um, our places of work, you know, when I was in a welding shop, if we could do 60 units, Hey, let's push ourselves to do a hundred. And if we got to do overtime, let's do it because that job is paying big. So now we're just rushed all the time. I noticed mm-hmm. this with self-evident. I noticed this at uh, uh, other places I've worked. Not revived so much. I mean, he's pretty he's pretty cool about like letting us do what we do you know, what we need to do. Do what we need to do. But at or at self-evident because we're split with time. Mm-hmm. I think it's like it's 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 like a hurry up. You yeah. know. And and then thank God for wisdom, right? And he's taught us so many right. things. But there's all this like we need this yesterday. We need this stuff here. We need you to get me this not knowing that what did we do before all of this technology? I've thought about you, that. You know like, what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, it's crazy. And, but look what it's done to our kids. So we need to be at work constantly doing these things. So we leave our kids to a TV set. I'm sorry. That's nineties. We leave our kids to electronics now. <laughs> right. I mean, you're seriously, right. you're right. They don't even watch TV right. anymore. Really? <laughs> now they're watching YouTube shorts and all these other things. And scarier. it is scarier because <clears throat> I can't control, like, at least if I know they're watching cartoons, they can quote the Jetsons right. again. <laughs> the 80s because <laughs> that's all i watched growing up you know what i'm saying <laughs> sorry well, so so but so my kids were doing this jingle from a from a youtube short yesterday and i was like where'd you get that song from oh it's on a youtube short the song wasn't bad but i'm like how quickly they watch that little 30 30 second clip and they're memorizing that song and it's in their heads right man i was like guys you need to be on alert i'm not i'm not trying to force my kids to do anything but i am right. coaching them and saying look What's 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 biblical? What's gospel? What's not? Like what? what and that's wisdom. Yeah. So because my force, and I know we we take them to church because it's our home and all these other things. We control what they watch, but we're not forcing them to believe in God. They need to find the Lord themselves, right? So we're showing them, hey, what's beneficial? What is a good report? Like Philippians four says, what's not? Put your eyes on the things that matter, right? Because you guys are. Be- I tell them all the time, you're being brainwashed no matter what you're doing. Right. I'm t- I'm teaching you. And yes, I have the right to brainwash you. I'm your parent. <laughs> so if you don't want to get brainwashed, I'm not your parent. But I'm brainwashing you from the world's washing. Like I have to literally scrub your mind of what the world is doing. 
Seriously, I have to undo everything you're being trained in your head constantly, constantly. Uh, I remember Nathan came to me one day about Jeff Bezos. He's like, I don't like Jeff Bezos. Perfect right? example. Why? And I said, I said, why? He goes, well, I read an article that says he's really selfish. He doesn't give money, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look, I, I'm not a giant fan of Bezos either, but you got that from one article, never even knowing the man. Yeah. How many conversations have you had? With yeah. Him? Like that's a dangerous, that's what the media can do. And my kid at the time was 10. So it's like, buddy, I want you to just not do that. You read an article, but you read another one. Just keep doing research, yeah. figure this out. Now, if you come to the conclusion after all this research, okay, he's not a good guy. Cool. But you did your homework. Don't just read one article and believe right. that. I, I had a family member who said Elon Musk was out to control the world. And it was, was kind of like, I'm hot to, to me saying Elon Musk is out there to control the world. You kind of sidestep some guys like George Soros, Klaus Schwab, you know, like I don't think Elon Musk is at the top of the list going, I want world domination, you know, now granted, maybe he wants to dominate Mars, but that's up to him, bro. If you can get there more power to you because capitalism. All right. Anyways, <laughs> I just yep. got a comment. Yep. Nice cup. And you can get yourself some merch. Yo, so y'all should oh. see y'all should oh. see these cups all right, all right, all right. that we got from Nevada. I I wish. Oh, we don't have them. Yeah, I didn't bring them in. They're freaking awesome. I, I gotta do a quick merch thing, and then we're getting into this. We're getting into eugenics, you guys. But Easy is trying to drop something on the screen. Check. Bam! Look at that. Boom! This I want scan you guys. I want all code. of you to scan it and watch what oh, it does. Please, got one. everybody, scan it. This will take you directly to our store, and we also have another one that will take you directly to our main page of our website. Do you see that? Somebody that scanned it. That means you probably should, too. Three people. Thank you. Keep I just scanning. Say, Keep scanning, If you're watching this on your phone, it's very hard to scan it. <laughs> yeah. So you may want to be in the computer. <laughs> Put it on your TV and then do it. <laughs> yes. Put us on your TV. I have a picture of my son sitting in a fold-out chair watching me on the tv because i was i was watching one of our podcasts to figure something out and he's this picture is him like two feet away and me on the screen and he he watched like the whole time dude he's really he just that's awesome. soaks in you i don't see that you see what joshua wrote what no buy shirts share the video do it josh we have officially hired you as volunteer he's our new marketing mar campaign marketer <laughs> yes thank you for uh sacrificing your life for us josh we appreciate it um that reminds me of a quote from Shrek. Some of you may die, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that is a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Yeah! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we need to get that clip. Can you write that down, man? We're, we're building a clip database for you guys. <laughs> I got you. Cool. All right. <laughs> Sorry. This has gotten weird. This has gotten weird. Anywho's. So to make it go back to normal and not weird, let's yeah, talk about eugenics. Because that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> so eugenics, this whole term started with a guy named Francis Galton, who was Darwin's cousin. We'll get into that. So he first coined this term eugenics, which was Greek word for like uh, good in birth or good in stock. Eugenics is the idea of selective breeding to build better traits in human beings. Godwin's <laughs> Law, Hitler, right? Galton used the term in 1883 in a book titled Inquiries into Human Fertility and Its Development. Okay. Um, I am going to read the quote. I wasn't going to, but I'm, just hear me out on this quote. Just hear what this guy is saying. 
Eugenics is a science which deals with all influences that improve and develop the inborn qualities of a race. But what is meant by improvement? We must leave morals as far as possible out of the discussion on account of the almost hopeless difficulties they raise as to whether a character as a whole is good or bad. Leave the morals aside so I can make a judgment about whether or not you're good or bad. The essentials of eugenics may, however, be easily defined. All would agree that it was better to be healthy than sick, vigorous than weak, well-fitted than ill-fitted for their, their part in life. In other words, somebody's determining your part in life and whether you're, you're good at it or not. In short, that it was better to be good rather than bad specimens of their kind, whatever that kind might be. There are a vast number of conflicting ideals of alternative characters of incompatible civilizations which are wanted to give fullness and interest to life. The aim of eugenics is to represent each class or sect by its best specimens, causing them to contribute more than their proportion to the next generation. That done to leave them to work out their common civilization in their own way. Vote for Galton 2024. <laughs> <laughs> wow wow and this type of idea caught on is all the rage at the beginning of the of the 20th century early 1900s which we saw a progressive wave in government you saw the 16th amendment get ratified 17th amendment get ratified you saw the expansion of the new deal you saw guys like roosevelt wilson going plowing forward with the progressive mantra so the modern movement was sparked by Darwinism and Galton. Darwin himself wrote in The Descent of Man, with savages, the weak in body or mind are soon eliminated, and those that survive commonly exhibit a vigorous state of health. We civilized men, on the other hand, do our utmost to institute poor laws, and our medical men exert their utmost skill to save the life of everyone up to the last moment. Vaccination has preserved thousands who from a weak constitution would formerly have succumbed to smallpox. Thus, the weak members of civilized societies propagate their kind. No one who has attended to the breeding of domestic animals will doubt that this must be highly injurious to the race of man. Excepting in the case of man himself, hardly anyone is so ignorant as to allow his worst animals to breed. Yet... The aid which we feel impelled to give to the helpless is mainly an incidental result of the otherwise good instinct of sympathy. We must therefore bear the undoubtedly bad effects of the weak surviving and propagating their kind. Now, this gets misconstrued by eugenicists. Darwin was merely putting forth a point. I don't think Darwin was making a moral observation that therefore right. get rid of the weak. Right. He's just saying, look, we as humans, we take care of the weak. So they bear more weak people in future generations. I got to go on this eugenics thing a little bit and Dude, interrupt I'm, where I'm you not, got I'm to. Not, <clears throat> I'm not talking because I want you to keep hitting this stuff. <sighs> so organizations popped up like the British Eugenics Education Society, which was formed in 1907 and the American Eugenics Society in 1921. Both of them wanted support from religious leaders those such as G.K. Chesterton adamantly opposed the idea, but there were religious leaders who actually wanted it. This is important when we get into Sanger. Now I'm going to read this. 
There were feminist reformers who advocated an agenda of eugenics. National Federation of Women's Clubs, the Women's Christian Temperaments Union, the National League of Women's Voters were among the variety that were pushing forth eugenics and sterilization laws. Mind you, these were the same groups that were pushing abolition, getting rid of alcohol. These groups were pushing this, guys. So sterilization, keeping people from birthing more. It's eugenics. 1926, did you know 23 states had enacted sterilization laws for sterilization? Not against it. 1944, 30 states with sterilization laws reported a total of more than 40,000 eugenic sterilizations. Eugenics tried to twist experiments by a monk named Mendel, who proved that selective breeding could improve genetic traits. He used peas, vegetables, not people. Now, Nazi Nazis, the Nazis, Godwin's Law, policymakers lauded the American eugenics and sterilization programs. They loved it so much that they modeled their own programs after America's sterilization laws. The Third Reich's 1933 Law for the Prevention of Offspring with Hereditary Diseases was modeled on laws in Indiana and California. Under this law, the Nazis sterilized approximately 400,000 children and adults, mostly Jews and other undesirables labeled defective. How quickly it goes from we're just trying to improve to, well, that means we got to get rid of that whole group over there. <laughs> but even then, you're predicting people's successes and failures, right? Like, so let's say, you know, everybody's heard of this Nick Vujic, you know, the, the, the guy with no arms, no legs, and he's, a, oh, he's yeah. like a yeah. Christian, like a, what do you call yep. it? motivational speaker if you yeah. will i think would be the word um but he's a christian and it's cool they would he almost committed suicide he was getting picked on so bad but now look at him dude he's he's look how many lives the, he's changed look how many lives he's changed but then let's go let's go to a guy like christopher reeve who played superman right by all accounts he's tall handsome actor funny charming right that was what was said about him. and then he gets into an accident where he falls off a horse and gets paralyzed right well, then he's no good to society, according to this, right? Mm -hmm. We can just pick through all these. No good to society. Kill him. I mean, that's the mentality you're saying through these kids. Right. They're just less than. What about dwarfism? We never would have thought that dwarfism, it used to get made fun of in, in uh, circuses. Like, that's what we did. You know, we would use these dwarfs. You know, dwarfism, mm -hmm. I'm saying, you know, the little people, right? Andrea Bocelli, the singer, the opera singer, blind. Helen Keller, you're predicting people's future successes or failures in the womb. You have no idea what these people can overcome or not overcome. Do you know that Denmark has has eliminated Down syndrome? It wasn't through medical miracle. Wow. It was abortion. Wow. Eliminated Down syndrome. The. The gall. Thank you. The gall of us to determine who lives or dies. And as soon as you take a position of, well, we should be able to take, take a life because this life doesn't do well enough for us. Now, all of a sudden, you've given free reign to somebody over you to determine whether or not you should still exist. Unbelievable, dude. That's a scary, slippery slope. And the whole reason we're talking about eugenics is because Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, was a eugenicist. But not according to Planned Parenthood. She was trying to do good with birth controls and stuff. 
you know, I mean, because that's what people want to do when they kill babies is just want to make sure that you love your family more than the baby. I mean, right? Because babies, they can be a lot. There's just they're so expensive. Right. I mean, because not your lifestyle, by the way, buying your nice cars and boats and houses. God forbid we'd have to sacrifice. See what happens. The reason why we talk about abortion, because we don't want to sacrifice for that anymore. Right. We'll sacrifice for our good and for our lusts and for our pleasures. It totally is. Now, I'm not saying every person that commits abortion selfish. I'm not saying that at all. It's I'm a saying a lot of people society of selfishness. It is a society of selfishness, but I'm saying there's a lot of women who are deceived, a lot of men who are deceived into into walking into this whole thing. <clears throat> what I love about this issue in particular, there's no sin that Christ can't absolve. Right. There's no sin that he's going to turn you away from. There's no sin that he could say, well, that's just too much for the cross to handle. Right. No. On the contrary. He leads you up from a life of selfishness into a life of giving and a life of, a life of compassion, a life of sacrifice. A sacrificial love is what I'm saying, not sacrifice of I have to give up things to go to Christ. No. When you're in Christ, you want to give up things that don't honor him. That's just a want. I don't want to do the things I used to do. So if you're one of those people who have had an abortion, who have committed um, this act, dude, if Christ could save me from my sin, he can easily save you from yours. And all you need to do is tell him, Lord, I've sinned, man. I've done this evil before you. <clears throat> I regret it, whatever it is. And the cool thing about all of this is Christ removes the shame that you feel from that sin and puts into you righteousness. And he clothes you with a robe of righteousness. And you can walk as a new creature. And you don't have to think about that. You know what you end up doing is that story turns around and then goes and helps another and says, no, I went through this. I know what it's like. And the shame that it brought me brought me to the foot of the cross. And you yeah. don't need to do it. Amen. Your baby is more valuable than your choice right now. Than this choice that you're making. Your baby is so much more valuable. And there's so many churches that want to help. And then, then it's on us, right? Then it's right. our responsibility. So let's get into Sanger. Um, so Sanger was a trained nurse specializing in women's health okay she started out as an advocate of birth control we're going to get into some of her quotes right uh, she believed that having many children was a prescription for poverty and abuse so birth control was not commonly accepted in the early 20th century and circulation of literature promoting it was illegal new medical techniques began to enable the choice of birth control before conception but were not widely adopted and available from doctors so how was birth control done Simple enough to figure out, right? So she founded the Birth Control League. Sanger's stated mission was to empower women to make their own reproductive choices. She did focus her efforts on minority communities because that was where, due to poverty and limited access to health care, women were especially vulnerable to the effects of unplanned pregnancy. As she framed it, birth control was the fundamental women's, women's rights issue. Enforced motherhood, she wrote in 1914, is the most complete denial of a woman's right to life and liberty. Enforced motherhood. Forced motherhood. What do you say? Because, you <laughs> what, know, what do you say? Yes, back in, you know, if, if there are, again, cases of rape, we get that. But today's standards. It's all about just getting the next mate. You know what I mean? What do you mean forced motherhood? What do you mean? 
you chose, you knew the consequence. Now for some that got raped, I get it. I understand. And no, there's no exception. I don't have an exception. And people think that's cruel. Cool. Think of me as cruel. But I'll say this, that rapist should get more than life in prison. There should be so much more <clears throat> done to the person committing the crime than the woman who chooses to give up that child. And I think too, like, this is why we get these comments all the time on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. All the time we get the same comment. You're making it worse by trying to bring, bring God into this. Really? Because removing him has gone well? Thou shalt not kill, steal. Rape was considered a, a capital punishment yeah. type of crime. All these other things. So removing those standards is bad. Or I'm sorry, that, that's a good thing for society? And my response is always the same. Since the removal of God in your secular society, how's it been going with abortions, premarital sex, rape, incest? How's it been going? When you don't want God and you take away a standard, look what happens. And we're the ones trying to make it worse? No, he knew the value. He knew the soul. He knew the human condition of the heart. He understood. God made us, y'all. He understands. We'll run from him, dude. I mean, that's why the Bible so chopped. Dude, read any story. We ran, we ran, we were idiots. We come back to God. This is exactly the reason. This is exactly the reason these things are happening. We forget the Lord. Right. I want to I wanna put up Destiny's comment because I think this is really important. Destiny said, and Anastasia agreed with it, abortion in terms of rape makes women think it'll undo what happened, but it doesn't. It brings in more trauma. Absolutely. Good call. Absolutely. Good call. You can't tell me I can't say that because I'm a guy because a woman just said it. So checkmate. Hey, you guys who are watching on YouTubes, comment or something. Yeah. Good night. Throw us a bone. <laughs> so just in case you thought, well, you know, Sanger kind of makes sense. She said, the first step would be to control the intake and output on morons, mental defectives, epileptics. Second step would be to take an inventory of the second group, such as illiterates, paupers, unemployables, criminals, prostitutes, dope fiends, classify them in special departments under government medical protection and segregate them on farms and open spaces. All we want to do is separate you for your own good. Where's the it's, redemption? It's okay. <laughs> this shot will take care of you and you will become a contributing member of society. <laughs> Otherwise, we have a shower for you. Here's a towel. <laughs> so, no, but <laughs> hear me out. I think I lost some people on that one. Do you notice what she did, though? These, these who are, you know, basically rabble rousers and stuff. She partnered with churches to do this. Where was the redemption in Christ? Where was the gospel? That's what I, what's so amazing. Where was the gospel? Me. The prostitutes, dope fiends, unemployable. All of a sudden, you've made a judgment on them. Talk about thou shalt not judge, which is not even in scripture. She totally did that. Saying these people will be like this for the rest of their lives. Then you don't know my Jesus. You don't know Christ. That's the problem with Margaret Sanger. That's the problem with Planned Parenthood. They're determining the future of that child before it's even born. And you don't even know the redemption of the father. You don't know the redemption through Jesus. You don't understand the Holy Spirit and how he can transform the flesh into something beautiful and glorious. Amen. He can take beauty for ashes. Amen. And this whole demonic oppression that has come against women and men saying you need to give up your child, right? And for the sake of convenience is nothing but demonic selfishness. Selfishness. 
It is seriously demonic and it's taken a hold of a lot of people. And we're trusting a woman who said birth control when she's literally determined the fate of all these people that Planned Parenthood knows better than you do and God does about the future of your child. You're, Doesn't that sound like Isaiah 14, dude? You're, I will ascend myself above God. Right. You're unemployable, so therefore you shouldn't be able to have children. Unbelievable. Unemployable? Unemployable. Dude, we have a, we, right now we have a young person working for us in this podcast. Unemployable? She found a passion. She loves the podcast. She loves what we do. I said, why don't you come in and help us? And dude, she's kicking butt. Mm -hmm. But maybe her passion wasn't in anything that she thought it would be, but it's here. She's everybody's employable somehow, some way, some way you can make, dude, it's America for crying out loud. You could sell rocks on eBay. Yes. Go look it up and make you a million dollars, make millions of bucks, <laughs> dude. They sold a piece of gum from Britney Spears for like 15 grand or something like that. You can do anything in America and make money. The stories <laughs> of what people sell, right? Seriously. Yeah. And <clears throat> 1939, Sanger wrote to Clarence Gamble, the most successful educational approach to the Negro is through religious appeal. Doesn't this sound so manipulative? We don't want the word to get out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man who can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. And by the way, she recounted with a bit of pride her speeches in front of the women of the Ku Klux Klan in New Jersey in 1926. Now, did you want to go into those quotes trying to argue the context of those? No. Okay. So people are arguing. The only context that they're arguing is she didn't really mean she, that. She didn't, she, didn't, she didn't really mean she, that. She just wanted to fight misinformation. That's really what was going on. My question is this. Race separation, race superior lesser was a big idea in the 1910s, 1920s. It was a very big topic. Let me ask you this. If she was such a proponent for the black race, why would she have ever stood in front of the Ku Klux Klan? Just to get her agenda across? Would we ever stand in front of, of nation of Israel people, tell them what they want to hear, right? The, or nation of Islam. The, would we stand in front of them and tell them what they want to hear? Saying, well, that got our point across. Right. We might sit down and have a meeting, but we're not going giving speeches. She was giving speeches to people who wanted <clears throat> to eliminate an entire race of people. Right. A eugenicist who decided that there are superior and inferior people. You're trying to tell me that she didn't in the back of her mind think, you know what? The whole Negro race just needs to be wiped out. Well, not only that, like it's it's the preservation of favored races, right? Like it's and, and that that's a Darwin uh, book quote. <clears throat> that was the title of the book. But when you see um, this is all about who's fit for society and who's not. Dude, this is a woman we are talking about with the same flaws that everyone else has. This condition called sin. And we're trusting the discernment of people in a clinic to know what's best for you and your child. Seriously, that we can't trust in the living God who fed five thousand who literally healed people when they would get dunked in a water, who destroyed armies through worship teams, who could take a young boy with a ruddy countenance, not wear armor and go out there and defeat a Goliath, who can tell Noah to build a boat. And, and I know what some of you are saying that, that are not Christian. That's all fairy tales. Cool. That's crazy. Because then tell me how America was formed. 
tell me how we were outnumbered 20 to one and God still intervened on our behalf. You tell me how God could take ordinary men and do great things for God. You tell me that. You tell me how John Knox could stand before Mary, Queen of Scots, and say to her, I'm not, I'm not going to bow to you. And then she says to him, or about him, I fear that man's prayers more than all the assembled armies of Scotland and Europe. You tell me how God can use men like Francis Frangipane and how, how he could use, uh, what's his name, the, the missionary guy? Um, uh, it just escaped my head. How can he use a Paul? That these are accounted for stories. These are stories that are accounted for. These are real stories, right? How God could destroy a nation, right? And rebuild it by the glory of God. How God could use a Daniel who should have died in a lion's den and didn't. Again, recorded stories that are true, right? How? And we're determining, we're determining through one lady what your baby is or isn't going to be. Unbelievable. And, and a lady that like, what gets me is she was, you don't even have to go past the veneer. She's telling you how she feels, right? And, and the notes say Sanger skillfully crafted her language of caring for children and women, while at the same time blatantly spewing her repugnance for the unfit, the garden weeds, and the human beings who should never have been born at all. Is this a person who the fruit of her tongue is showing you she actually cares about people or she cares about the eugenics method? In March 3, on March 3rd, 1938, she gave a speech. She said there are 1,700 special courts and 27 higher courts in Germany to review the cases certified for sterilization there. She assured her audience that the rights of the individual could be equally well safeguarded there. German rights, of course, were safeguarded by guys like Joseph Mengel. If you're Jewish, do you want Joseph Mengel securing your rights? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Sounds good. Sounds wonderful. <clears throat> do you know, just rounding this out, despite being only 13% of the female population, black abortions make up 38% of all abortions. In New York, more black babies are aborted than born live Because it's not year. about race. It's not about race at all. Nothing to do with it. Not at all. Has nothing to do with it. And yet we see these football players put on their helmets and racism. Basketball courts have it at the end of their thing and racism. And you're allowing it in your community and calling it rights. And I'm called the racist. That's what gets me. I'm fighting I'm, for you. I'm fighting for you guys to be alive. <laughs> This thing just came to mind. Um, this rapper has a quote in one of his songs, and it's, how else do you get people who feel like they're ex-slaves to feel like they're free? Tell them that they've been freely given the right to kill themselves then. Oh. I mean, think about that. Let's think about that. That goes along the whole assisted suicide thing, right? Yeah. Like, well, that, you you that, have the right and freedom to kill yourself. That goes with suicide. That goes with with abortions. He he goes into a lot of stuff. Um, really great rapper, but right, it goes into. I won't talk about him too much, but it it really talks about how do you get people to feel? How do you get people who feel like they are ex slaves, who feel like they don't have any freedoms, mm -hmm. to truly feel free? Well, give them the freedom to kill themselves off and then and say that 
this is your right. You can do yeah. that. And, and there's a twisted sense of liberty in that. But at the end of it, the conclusion of it is destruction. Yeah. And that's that satanic agenda. We don't we don't have to dress it up and say, you know, Satan is standing behind every single woman and, and shoving her into the abortion clinic. A satanic agenda is destruction in the spiritual realm. What what is his goal, his aim? Get destruction any way possible. Get the humans to destroy themselves any way possible. <clears throat> yep. Right. Get them to attack each other, D attack each other, divide each other. That's why when we point out, look, where does this lead? It's destruction. This whole argument about abortion, our whole position is, are you creating or are you destroying? That's right. That's what I care about. Are we creating or are we destroying? I'm right, going to right, encourage right. you to create. I'm going right. to encourage you to uphold life. Amen. I think, too, like, um, I think when we're talking about destruction, destruction is a natural part of life, right? Houses. That's why there's so much upkeep. Yeah, we, you know what? We should outlaw houses because there's so much upkeep. Oh, apart. my gosh. They fall apart. The constant upkeep. You got to paint them. You got to make sure they're always cleaned. You got to you got to you got to make sure that everything's not rotting. You got to make sure to follow the codes in your house. If you have mold, you know, it's it's destructive to the kids. These houses. Oh, my gosh. They're such a drain. Wait a second. They're essential. I bought a house and I can't keep up with it. So can you destroy it and get me a new one? Right. 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 Because it costs so much money. I think um, who was it? Shalene just said something really funny. She goes, man, these kids really get in the way. Sometimes they need dressed, fed. She goes, I need to participate in this broadcast. It's like, <laughs> it's funny because we say, you know, they, they need to get dressed and fed. It's like, so do I. Right. I got to do it for myself. Am I a weed on society? Right. Because I, I, I got to get dressed and fed. You know, it's funny at the office. You know how many people I have to counsel and talk to all the time about, hey, let's make sure we're doing the right thing. Let's make sure this constantly. Right. Constantly doing stuff for people. So then everybody's a drug on society. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, oh, and, and, these arguments are so ridiculous. And the worst part is all of us could be a drag on society at some point. All of us at some point may need to get picked up, may <clears> need <throat> to get helped out. So are we going to determine for each other who has the potential and who Bingo. doesn't? Bingo. And what's your timeline? Is your timeline one year? Is it five years? Is it 20 years? Yep. What if one of those unemployables, man, they find Jesus and they're like, I got to work. I don't care what I'm doing. I'll, I'll pick up stones in your field for 14 hours a day. But what if that has to happen five years from now? But are we going to decide, ah, well, you know, it's four and a half years. You haven't made it yet. Sorry. This whole concept of we're going to decide for each other when life begins or ends is a just absolutely horrific position to take but this is this is uh th and i really want you to go to this mike because you preached a really good sermon about this this is from the beginning did god really say did he really determine why can't you make your own decision you won't just you know you, you won't just live you're gonna have knowledge of good and evil you're gonna be like god isn't that seriously satan's purpose the whole dude all of our selfishness can be traced back to that serpent in the garden did God really say, though? And, you know, God is so gracious and merciful, full of long-suffering, kind and patient. He'll let you make your decision. And there was two trees. I, I loved your, your, your analogy. The tree of good, the knowledge of good and evil, which is the law, and the tree of life, which is Christ. And they ate. They could have eaten of the tree of life, but they chose the knowledge of good. Man. Selfish. Selfish. 
because I want to be like God, right? What is Margaret saying? I get to determine what kids are going to be and not be. I want to be like God. I can determine who's good and who's bad. That's right. That's knowledge of good and evil. That's eaten from the tree. <clears throat> we have now put in the hands of the enemy what a baby is going to be. We've put in the hands of a person because we don't want to believe in God because, you know, that's just too much. But you're going to believe a person about what your kid is going to be. Instead of telling a woman, telling a father, man, we really want to admonish your child. We really want to be there for you. We want to help. We want to do this. And I could hear the, the left. I could hear a, you're, look at all those people on the foster care system. Blah, blah, blah. I dare say there's, I'm just going to say this, you know, and I may cause some feathers, ruffle some feathers here. Do you know how many kids are getting taken from parents that are actually really good, but they get taken because they were actually being disciplined? You got parents out there that actually want to be, and I'm not talking about the kids, parents who beat their kids, right? I'm saying there's a lot of kids out there, and there's, and you're right. There are a lot of Christians that need to open up their homes. And you know what? This is a call to the Christian. Quit being selfish. Maybe we need to go out there. You know, some of us who are barren, maybe we got to get a foster kid. Maybe we got to go adopt. I don't know, right? All I know is I'm not going to do that right now at this point in my life because I'm already with my three kids, my three boys. My focus is on them right now. If I threw in a baby in the mix, buddy, I, I wouldn't have time because of the things that I'm doing right now. My boys are the best. My boys will outdo me. My boys are super smart. My boys will, they'll outdo everything I've ever done and more. They will love their wives better. They will love their kids better. They will know the word better. They will understand their position in society better. They will be good citizens. You know why? Because I believe in them. Why isn't Planned Parenthood telling parents that? Oh, that's good. Take, why? Take, take back a little bit, yeah. right? Look at it. Is Planned Parenthood instilling confidence in you and confidence in your abilities and pushing you to the better? Or are they saying, here, take this instant route. Take this immediate solution. It is so much harder to have that real conversation with somebody and say, this is going to suck for a little while. You're going to have to push. You're going to have to sacrifice. But you can do this. Exactly. Which is easier? Not just come on in. We'll get rid of it for you. By the way, pay me. So, so you're right, John. Your kids will be blessed. I know. Because you believe. Because Sarah believes. I just want, want you all to know what I just said about fostering and, and mentoring, all that stuff. That's not an emotional plea. You've got to get that from the Lord that you have the courage and the strength to do that. Adoption, all those things. That's not an emotional thing. That is a, Lord, are you leading me to this? I don't know if I have the strength for that. But if you tell me, I'll do it. You know, it's not, it's not an emotional plea. This is real life, real lives of kids. I mean, dude, I think about all these, you know, the people I just listed with all these, you know, illnesses and things like that. Dude, Helen Keller at 18 months lost her sight and her hearing. I think it was 18, 19 months. And I just, I'm, I'm so dumbfounded because us with fully working limbs, eyes, and ears can be a drug on society. Just as much as Margaret Sanger was saying she could have been. You see what I'm saying? How many people are lazy and on welfare won't get a job now because the government will take care of them for them? So those are dregs on society. Should we just kill them? Or should we go Sterilize out there with the, them so they can't have kids? any more babies? Or should we go out there with the gospel? The, the transforming transform gospel of Jesus Christ and the cross, the resurrection power that is in us to change them. I think that's what gets me is we say, 
it's time to transform people and Christ can transform you. And we're slammed as close minded <laughs> bigots. We hate people. We don't care about people. I want people to improve in their lives. Bingo. I want people to be blessed, to have abundance. But I also don't want to give them the easy way out. Bingo. Because the easy way out just produces destruction. If you get raise up a kid in the easy way all the time, what do you get? You get a spoiled child. A child who cannot take care of themselves. Which is, you're seeing that more and more today. But, again, that's on us, right? That's on us, the parent. That's on us, the Christian, the doer. That's on us to go out there and help these young people, these parents, you know, birth control, all these other things. Look, man, I get it. I get it. I get it. This baby's going to get in the way of my life. But do you realize selfishness begets selfishness? I just hear me out. Mm -hmm. Hear me out. This is going to be insensitive. I understand, but hear me out. And sometimes we need truth because truth sets us free. The selfish thought, and I'm talking about, to most of you who did this out of convenience, right? Sex before marriage, you were out at a party, whatever it was. You did a selfish act by sleeping with somebody, knowing you could get pregnant, right? So then your first instance is, well, shoot, this is going to affect my life. I won't be able to finish college. I won't be able to... So I'm going to do another selfish act by killing the baby, right? And you'll live the rest of your life trying to justify that thing. And every decision you make around it will be based on the shame that you feel about this. You ever... You ever told a lie to cover up for yourself and you walk around in shame because of that lie? Magnify that. That's really what's going on. I made a bad decision. I got to cover for myself. I got to I got to fix this. So I'll take another easy way and try and cover over it. But you still carry the shame. Now, like Massey has said before, our beef is not at all with the woman who has gotten an abortion. Our compassion and our heart go out to you because we want transformation for you. We want that shame to be able to be lifted off of Bingo. you. And we know Jesus is the one to do it. Our ire is for the person who encourages you into it, telling you, oh, this is the best way for you to go. This is the easiest decision for you to make. We've got to make sure that you can do this free of charge, no problem. That's the person that our ire is with. Because what they're doing is they're leading you down a path of destruction. My issue isn't with you. My heart goes it out to not. you. And if you've made that choice, if you've done that thing, there is redemption that is possible through Christ. I can't give you redemption. I cannot forgive your sins. Christ can, who has forgiven all of mine, who has forgiven all of Massey's, all of EZE's, all of Vice T's, because we accepted what he did on the cross. Bingo. He died for your sins so that you could be forgiven and reconciled to God so that you could have a relationship with him. It could return back to what it was meant to be, which is union, communion with God. So that was a, a heavy topic. That was a heavy topic because, it, you know, we've all kind of done and tried to talk about it. But, you know, take something out of this, learn it. <clears throat> again this year is is a year of discipleship for us so take these podcasts this year as we're breaking them down use these things to go talk to people you know when people say well i'm a pro pro-choice blah, blah blah sit down and have a conversation with them show them this podcast if you don't know all the answers mm -hmm. have them contact us we'd love to meet with them or at least discourse with them 
because we really do care about the individual. It's so crazy. Uh, I, I was meeting with some friends who are business owners and they don't understand like our heart. <laughs> I get it. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was cool. But like they don't understand why we do what we do. We care so much about the people that we don't care if it works out or not financially. We're going to go do it. It was well, we've always been that way. Seven years now, seven, eight years. We've never rejected a school, a town, a place because of money. God will provide. He always does. Right. But for the natural mind, they're like, dude, you're losing money. That's ridiculous. No wonder why you guys are having. That's not what these guys said. They were just telling me we care so much about the person that we don't care what it costs us to get to that person. You, right. you see what I'm saying? That's what matters. Each person is valuable in the eyes of God. And if we all carried that mentality, we could do more. That our neighbor is worth it just as much as the president. Our neighbor is worth it just as much as the celebrity that we all clamor for. Yep. Our neighbor is worth it. Christ died for them too. I think that's the whole thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you would like to join us and partner with us, if you have a heart to, to bring this type of message out to people, if you want to change people in other states like Nevada, California, Texas, wherever, but you know you yourself can't go, partner with us. We see the problems and the issues going on in society today. There's all kinds of stuff we have to deal with on a daily basis. And we're mm -hmm. like, what do I do? Help us go there. Mm -hmm. Partner with us. Mm -hmm. If you want to know a specific expense that your money could go towards, we will gladly put something that you could put it towards. Mm -hmm. We need airline tickets. Mm -hmm. We need hotels. We need mm -hmm. gas. We need food. Mm. We have to make it there, make it back. I mean, we could hitchhike, but that would take a long time. It would make for a great vlog, though. Anyways, mm -hmm. partner with us. Go to the website. Mm. Get on the website. Mm. Mar <laughs> you have undercut me all day on not. my pitches. I have not. That is wrong. <laughs> all right. Anyways, guys, partner with I us. I didn't please. ask to be put on the angle. She did it. Yeah. Didn't ask for the mic to be in front of you either, huh? I did not do that mm -hmm. for her to do that. I mm -hmm. was like listening to you, Mike. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's be a torchbearer. Mm -hmm. That's what Mike was saying. Mm -hmm. I'm agreeing with him when mm -hmm. I'm saying mm -hmm. <laughs> he's racist. He hates Mexicans. <laughs> Mike, your so name, support us. Your name will always be before Massey's in the title. How about that? Boom. Oh, oh ho, ho. nice. <laughs> nice. Ah, that's support right there. Shalene right. said it. Shalene said it. I stand with self-evident. We Amen. so appreciate you, Shalene. And you yes, have been such a wonderful support. And, can't wait to go back out there to the beautiful state of Nevada, 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 and uh, go join those wonderful people. It was such a great time. Such cool things happened out there and it just sparked my fire again. It always does. And uh, we love you guys. We'll see you Monday. Love you guys. Mondays and Fridays at 10 a.m. Do it. Monday. See you. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Bye.